So church, why don't we welcome those who are joining us online or perhaps listening on a uh, podcast wherever you are in the world. We just want to say a big hello, and if you're ever in our area, please feel free to come and join one of our services. And do write and tell us how the messages have helped you and blessed you, and if they haven't, don't write. Don't worry about that. But if they have, why not write and let us know where you are and where you're writing from. That would be great. Church, put your hands together. Welcome those who are watching us online. Hallelujah. Well, I was down the deep south last week in Otautau, really far, really far down the deep south. But God's doing incredible things down there. It was such a cool environment. I put a picture on Facebook this week, and um, uh, basically the front door I had to take. It was a classic picture, the big red door at the entrance of the church with a set of gumboots on the outside as people take their gumboots off. And I had to preach with cow poo on the back of my uh, things not normal for, uh, for me, but a whole different world. But they've got a church packed out in Otautau. Tower in the middle of nowhere, and God's doing great things. In fact, they've just purchased a hall just recently, the, the, the town hall, like the biggest building in the town, which is right next to their existing building. They've bought it. Guess for how much? 500 bucks, people. 500 bucks. You want to buy a house? Go to a Tower. That's where it's gone. But 500 bucks. It's a huge brick building, and they've got to demolish it and all that type of thing, and they're going to build a whole new building, but 500 bucks. That is incredible. And so we had some uh, good fun. I wasn't going to show this, but I might show it now. Uh, the boys will understand this. The, the, the women, I don't know, will go, why is he showing this? I don't know the point. But let me show you some of the things we did on the weekend in Otago. I'll just show that video uh, right now, video people, if uh, you can. This is what we did. Now, this is an Indian student. Oh, yeah. Turn it up, loud. This is an Indian student who hasn't driven much before in New Zealand. Watch him. Oh, yeah. Watch what he does. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying nothing about Asian drivers, okay? I'm not saying nothing. But it's, it's happened. It was there. It's real. <laughs> they nearly rolled that vehicle a number of times. It actually went up on two. Uh, two. But that's what they do down in Otautau. Lots of we were shooting things. And, and, and we, we ate a pig that was alive that morning. And we ate it at night. And it was delish. Delicious. Absolutely. So anyway, so uh, uh, again, uh, I was down there in the deep south, and you want to believe, I can't even leave this place for five minutes. My telephone, which is attached to my fire page, is going off. I, was, I wonder where, I'm just about to preach. Fire, Meadows Church, or uh, Connect Church. Well, yeah, Connect Church. Yeah, I can't. It brings back old memories. That's what it does. I'm like, I can't even leave for five minutes, and the fire brigade's turning up. My goodness. So then I watched it live on Instagram as it was uh, being uh, streamed by uh, Pastor Aaron, Aaron there. But um, yeah, glad to be back anyway. So well, today's a bit of a different uh, uh, service for us. If you're new to church today or visiting us today, this is a, a special uh, service for us today. We're doing a sacrificial offering. And I do want to say, if you are here for the first time, don't freak out. 
Don't freak out and say, Muriel, see, I told you they're always asking for money in these type of churches. Don't do that because we don't do that. Can I hear an amen? People say, so we don't do that. This is something that we do only once or twice a year. You'll know if you come to this church, we don't hand around the bags and, and do big long talks about it all the time, apart from these couple of times uh, a year where we really just focus in on that. So if that is you and you are visiting, don't freak out. Just relax. There is absolutely no pressure uh, on you. But to you, if you've been coming for a while now, we're talking, we're talking straight. I also don't want to apologize for the fact that we're asking you to invest into the life of uh, Connect Church, into its work and its ministry. Why? Because it changes lives. It changes lives. In fact, just before I came in, someone was telling me who works as part of the community patrol here. They were saying someone was driving past. Even if they haven't come in, it changes life. And this person in the community patrol told some people who come here who are in the community patrol, hey, I drove past your church today, and I want to just tell you, it did me a lot of good because there were people outside saying, you look amazing today. And so I, that made my day. That made my day. They haven't even come in. Come on, somebody. Give it up to the sign, people. They stand out there every week wondering if they make a difference. Some people give them a sign too. The middle finger of fellowship, that's when they turn the sign saying you're going to hell. No, they don't. (laughs) I want to make a sign that says you asked for a sign. Here it is. Pull on in. Come on. They, they think it's cheesy. They won't let me. Do you think we should have a sign like that? That's pretty good. Cool. Yeah, come on. Please order that sign, Natalie. Thank you very much. But I don't want to apologize for asking you to invest into uh, Connect Church because I'm believing that God is doing and has uh, done incredible things, and He has incredible things in store for us as a church. And I can say incredible not because it's just a word I'm picking it out. I, I can say incredible because He's an incredible God. About four of you, I said he's an incredible God who my Bible says he is able to do immeasurably more than all I can ask or imagine. And I don't know about you, but I can ask and imagine a lot. And so he says he can do exceedingly abundantly more than that. So it's not too big to say that God is going to do incredible things and uh, thing. It's not too off the mark to uh, uh, say that. And you've You've got to, it goes on to say that he can do that according to his power. Not my power, not your skill, not my gift, not this thing. It's according to his power that is at work in us. How many believe God is at work within us? About four of you. I said, how many believe that God is at work within us? Well, you've got you to give me great feedback. I'm talking about money today. It's like, you know, I know some of you are just clutching your pockets tight right now. He's just, uh, you can feel it, you know. So uh, here, I'll, you, what we should do is take everyone's wallet, hand it to the person next to you and write whatever check you want. Come on. Amen. <laughs> well, sure, because when it comes to giving, some people stop at nothing, moving on. Come on. Here we go. Oh, that was a joke. Okay, there we go. Well, I wasn't very funny. Okay. <laughs> None of this is in my notes, okay? I'm just going with the flow as the Spirit leads. But see, understand this. I'm not one of those people who get caught up in what can't be done. I'm not one of those people who get caught up in what what can't be done. I I, I saw this quote. I don't know who this guy is, but it just caught my uh, attention. It's by a guy named Albert Hubbard. And what a great name to name your child. But (laughs) Albert Hubbard, and it says this, A man who says it cannot 
be done is quite apt to be interrupted by some twit doing it. Come on. I want to be that twit. I want to be that person who's, who, who's doing it, who's attempting great things uh, for God. Can I hear an amen? That's the, that's the type of person that I want to be. But God's Word says in Philippians 4, verse 13, I can do all things. Not just some things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so I want to be, as a believer, a person who chooses to believe that and and, and I want you to tap your neighbor now and say, I can do and so can you. Come on, right now. I can do and so can you. Because of what God has made available, but through what God has done, He strengthens us. Now we know in the New Testament, Jesus told stories or uh, parables, they were called. They're really just stories or to describe kingdom uh, principles. And many of these stories you'll notice in the Bible use a farming or agricultural uh, sort of background. And having come from the deep south where all the farming's going on, I thought I'd better stick with that theme uh, for this message today. And uh, so it uses a farming and agricultural to, uh, thing to framework to describe principles that God wants us to get. And of course, the Bible speaks of seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping. And one of the most well-known, of course, is the parable of the sower. And it goes like this in Matthew 13, verse 3. It said, Jesus told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. The birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. Everybody say good soil. Good soil. Other seed fell on good soil where it produced. It produced a crop of, look, 160 or 30 times what was sown. And then it says, whoever has ears, let them here, turn to the person next to you and check if they have ears right now. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And then Jesus went on to explain what it was that he was actually talking about. In Matthew 13, verse 18, it says this. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed along the path. The seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But verse 23, but the seed falling on good soil, everybody say good soil. The seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. So Jesus in this parable of the sower talks about seed that falls on different kinds of environments. And we see as we sort of meditate, I guess, on this parable, that all of those environments either hindered or helped the seed to grow and become what it was meant to be. 
those environments, we noticed in the second part of the explanation of it, we saw that those environments could affect those people's lives. It could affect their potential. It could affect those people's future, those people's choices, and ultimately their eternal destiny. We see that an environment of good soil, where there was an environment where the seed was thrown onto good soil, because you've got to understand the same seed was thrown onto all environments. The same seed was thrown onto all environments. But when it came onto the good soil, we saw that it produced. Not only produced, it says it yielded, it gave forth, it brought forth a a, a harvest a hundred times, sixty times, thirty times more than had originally been sown into that environment. Other seed had been choked, other seed had been uh, dried up or burnt up. But that which was sown into an environment of good soil yielded and produced way more than the actual amount of seed that was sown. Same seed thrown everywhere, but the environment made the difference. Can I be bold enough to say today that Connect Church, this is good soil. Thank you all four of you. I'll say it again, maybe the microphone's not working. Can I be bold enough to say that Connect Church, this is good soil. Can I hear an amen? It's good soil in which to sow and I guess our job as members or part of this body of Christ, our, our job as leaders and as pastors and teams and volunteers and, 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 and camera people and sound people and cafe people and all the people who put together the, the, the Connect Kids ministry, all of that put together, I, we've got to understand what are we trying to do? We're trying to work to create an environment where whatever seed God gives us, come on somebody, can, can be planted. And we, Our job is to make sure that we're in an environment of good soil. So that whatever God gives us will grow, flourish, would yield, would, would produce way more than what it was just by itself. That's the whole idea of good soil. See, my heart as a leader is not that people would just survive, but, but ultimately they would thrive. Not just survive. I don't want to be, us to be people. Jesus promised us an abundant life. He promised us an abundant life. I don't want us to be one like I'm just getting through. I'm just barely making it. I want us to be ones where we don't just survive, but where we, where, where we thrive. By, but by coming through those doors week in, week out, that you, 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 your life would grow, that your, your, your knowledge would grow, that your heart would expand, that your relationship with God. I pray that every year you come here, that if you were this close with God, that as you come here and spend time and fellowship, that there would be a drawing closer as we lift Christ up. He said he will draw men, he will draw women to himself. That's our heart. That's what we want to do. This is good soil. And I can say that not because I'm just looking forward and dreaming of something that's there. I can say that because we have a bit of a track record now. I can actually look back across the journey. I I can see the harvest uh, uh, over the years. I've been a part of this church pretty much from the beginning, and I can see the harvest over those many years. So like I said, I'm not just looking forward. I can also look back to, and as the old song goes, look what the Lord has done. I I, I can see His hand on so uh, many things. The fact that you're sitting in in a miracle right now. You're sitting in a miracle. This building is a miracle. 
you're new to this church, you might not know this story, but you're surrounded by a miracle. You're surrounded by a miracle. A millionaire businessman many years ago gave us 50 acres of land, all this land around here. That's why you see the streets. They're not paved with gold, but they're named Sovereign Way, Harvest Court, Realm Drive. That's why, because the man gave it to us out of the generosity of his heart. And because of that, that we were able to sell those off, build those, establish those sections, was able to build this building without putting, putting the burden on the people. And friend, I want to tell you, you are sitting on a miracle right now. You're sitting on it. You might not realize it, but someone else's generosity has enabled that to happen. You're sitting on a miracle. You're surrounded by a miracle. That whole 50 acres, we've got, still got 15 acres sitting out the back, which is actually now the front now that the motorway's gone there. When we had our first sacrificial offering some 18 months ago, of course, at that time we were in the middle of a miracle. Just done the deal with M2PP, if you can remember. Sometimes we think we forget about what God has done. And I just want to remind you for a, for a moment that we did a deal. That, that, that this used to be scrub and, and, and just hills and blackberry and, and, and stuff out there. And, and because of just the connections and things that opened up, we ended up doing a massive deal with M2PP. And, and, and we were in the middle of that when we started this journey. They were building the lakes and the tracks, a million and a half dollars worth of uh, work, all done for free. Right. How, much, how many like free stuff? Yeah, the rest of you are liars. We all like free stuff. Come on. We all like free stuff. They, they were doing, we were in the middle of that when it was happening. In the middle of a miracle. When we began our rename, relaunch, and re- Furbish, we were, the expressway was not opened. It was still just many, many months, months away. And obviously we'd gone to multiple uh, uh, services or getting ready to go to multiple services. And I don't know whether you realize that, but at that stage we'd asked about 80 people, 80 people to come to both services. And so we could get, you know, a good feeling. There's no point going to one service that's, that's empty and the other one's uh, full. So we said, let's believe God and go to multiple services. And, and, and can I say, it wasn't very long where we said to those 80 people, hey, you don't have to come anymore. Come on, somebody. Yeah, we've got enough people. They're filling it up. And it's good. I, I love that. That's how we were 18 months ago. God is doing a miracle. I so enjoyed this morning. I did the first service at 8 a.m. and going in there. And again, and nearly a pretty, pretty full room getting out. They're going to, we might have to extend that auditorium. Who knows? One day they're, they're doing so cool. But it was so cool to see a whole bunch of Chinese people. They got a big screen and the worship's going from English snoters typing like crazy and bringing the worship up and, the, and my amazing sermon up in Chinese. I don't know what I sound like in Chinese, but I, I bet you it's amazing. But they're all listening to it going, very good. I was doing stuff. That's how it was 18, 18 months ago. We were just finishing, of course, the construction of the lakes and the paths and all that type of thing. We were doing the end of Sovereign Way, building and extending the road. And now 18 months on, we've seen some great stuff happen. Like I said, the expressway's open, making us easier to get to and easier to reach. It's amazing that God would shift the whole, whole road, State Highway 1, and bring it over here because I need it closer to the church. So I can advertise to Waikanae, looking for a church in Waikanae. Now Waikanae Beach, you're only six minutes away from Connect Church. Come on. It's just changing the whole way the town, town is doing. It's all changing. 
couple of weeks ago, I met the mayor, and David and I went and met the mayor at the council uh, 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 chambers. He wanted a photo with me, and no, I'm just joking. Uh, uh, I didn't get my photo, I didn't get my selfie, but, the, but we went there to discuss a sculpture that our sand dune has been identified out here as a place where a possible sculpture of national significance can go. So the miracle just keeps expanding. This week I met with a, a sculpture and a person who's on that, and we're looking at a massive, ginormous tree of life that will be on the, uh, on the hill. I don't know what it'll cost, maybe a million bucks or something uh, like that, but they're looking at raising funds to do that with, with bird life the size of... The, the birds in the tree would be the size of cars. That's how big uh, we're talking about here. It's, uh, this will be a thing that when you see it, you'll pull off the motorway and say I'm coming in to have a look and, and take my selfie by actually they, they don't realize they're taking their selfie by Connect Church, come on somebody <laughs> whatever God can do to bring it in, I, I don't know what will happen but, 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 but God is doing some incredible things Eighty months on, last time we were here, of course, those 80 months ago, I told you how God's used and from out of this place, we've sent people like Joel Cave, who's now doing uh, Glow Church in Australia, was part of our worship team, now doing a great work there, one of the fastest growing churches uh, in uh, uh, Australia. In fact, Pastor Spence is actually moving to Australia to go and be part of that in a few uh, few weeks. And so we'll pray uh, pray with him as he, uh, him and Sam launch out to uh, to to do that, but we also saw Pastor Peter, who was an intern here. He's now pastoring a church in uh, Auckland, his own church. Pastor Wes pastoring in Nelson. There's fruit, but even in the last 18 months, we've sent Sam and Michelle out, and they've gone out now and planting O2 Church in Tauranga. And do you know they're getting around 200 or something uh, people on a Sunday? Because they started day one, day one doing that. Cliff and Lisa, who you know and love so much, are just about to launch their church just in a few weeks from now. And so there's good, this is good soil to, to sow in. And it truly is having an impact across the nation. We, of course, 80 months ago did that offering and refurbished the auditorium. And we've just recently finished a $67,000 refurbishment of the Connect Kids area, an area for, for your kids. And can I say that's all done and dusted and paid for? Thank you for your uh, generosity. And we've managed to put our air conditioning, all that redone, a lot of the stuff in there. Go and have a look uh, uh, sometime and see what's been done. Still got a little bit more uh, uh, to do, but just incredible. All that's been able to happen because of your generosity. For me, watching the youth ministry go, and I don't know whether you realize this, I can't remember if I've said it here or not, uh, one out of every 30 uh, 12 to 18-year-olds on the Kapiti Coast come to Connect Youth. Yeah. I'll just say that again, maybe you didn't get that. One out of every 30 youth yeah. on the Kapiti Coast, you know, the youth who people think are, are crazy, you know, like, what are these guys doing? And sometimes they ring up and complain because they're, they're neighbors because it's noisy and whatever. But hey, I'd rather have them there than at the club or the pub. And praise God that they're coming into church. Amen. One in every 30. I think that's absolutely incredible. And of course, our Easter services, we've done those like we haven't before. I mentioned just a couple of weeks ago. We've just about, because I don't want to talk uh, uh, just about what's happened. Just recently, 924 people. We nearly cracked 1,000 people attending our uh, Easter services. People say, well, it's not about numbers. Well, it is when you understand that every number represents a life who has an internal destiny, who needs to know Christ, who needs to know the saving power of Jesus Christ. Because how many know this gospel is not just about us? Hey, we're in, we're in. We've got to realize there's a whole community out there who does not know Jesus Christ. The more we can squeeze in, 
the better. From that, of course, our India churches had 645 people that took us on that weekend alone to 1,579 people who were a part of Connect Church. I love that. Just last week, you wouldn't know this, but we've purchased a vehicle uh, for the uh, church and connect um, in India. And so uh, as you remember the story, they have a massive hill to climb. You can start putting those photos up, Michaela. They have a massive uh, hill to climb. Mason and I tried to climb that hill on a motorbike, but because of Mason's weight, we just could not get up that hill. You've heard the story. You've heard the story. But we're like, man, we need to do something. And Prem was saying, wow, people have stopped coming uh, because it's such a big walk. And it is a huge walk. Take the Rewise Street Hill, times it by three. And it was that uh, uh, type of walk. So this weekend, last Sunday, this was their first time using their vehicle, their bus, going up there, all powered by Connect Church. So give yourself a hand and say thank you. So we... Gave 12 grand for them to uh, be able to do it. The church is down the end of that street. Most welcome to visit if you would like. And of course, they're doing great things over here. Just a week ago, Prem said, yeah, we've just fasted for six days. And I was like, amen, hallelujah. And uh, they had 350 people gather to pray at their prayer meeting and just see God. And they're praying for us. It's uh, absolutely Fantastic. And just to let you know, we're bringing them to our uh, uh, New Life Conference, Pastor Prem and Sangeeta. We're going to bring them out from India. For Sangeeta, it's going to be her first time probably out of Pune, I don't know. So she's, uh, I'm going to tell her, wind up the window on the aeroplane as you come up the thing because it gets windy with all the wind coming through. So it'll be her first time. So we're going to bring her here. It'll be for her a trip of a uh, lifetime. It'll be an exciting, exciting time. So they'll come to our national conference, which if you can get to is great. We've got Pastor Andre Olafir uh, coming from uh, South Africa. And I do have some good news. He's decided to stay for the Sunday and he's going to come, uh, come here. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So just in go and go, well, what's the big deal? Who, who's that? Let me just show you, because sometimes we think, oh, well, it's no big deal. Because uh, this is a service you should invite every friend you know uh, to. I'll just show you one of his Sunday services, if we could just put that up there. This was one of his Easter, uh, ser- yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, we're believing, come on, amen, on the company coast. That's just one of his many services that he did on the same day in South Africa, thousands upon thousands. And so we asked him, could you, would you pop over to Connect Church on Little Old Company Coast, and he said, praise God, I want to come. Absolutely, I'll be there, I'll be there. So tap your neighbor and say, I'm going to invite lots of people for that. So again, just the influence we've been able to have around the nations, helping churches, doing like what I was doing last weekend down in the deep south, being able to do storm camps, and a lot of that generates out of uh, this uh, uh, church. One of the things you might not know, Grace and Kyle, and uh, with the help of Aaron as well, are looking at becoming the national youth leaders for uh, new life right across the country, helping developing, yeah, come on, that's a good thing, to, to develop youth, and as Sam moves on to do his things. This is good soil. Later this year, after the refurbishment, and doing, we'll be running Unleashed in these buildings where pastors who are tra- uh, new life pastors from all over the nation will come and we'll train them here for a week and as they, they learn to grow and uh, into church planting and that type of thing. So many exciting things are happening. This is good soil. And so as we prepare our hearts to give, can I just ask this? Can I ask you to give your best offering? Yeah. I ask you to give your best offering. And I unashamedly say that we, we do the offering purposely at this time of year. Purpose. We do it on, 
on purpose because we know this is the time when we, we do our tax returns and all that type of thing, and we know from our giving it comes back. So we unashamedly do that. But here's the beauty. Whatever you give, the government's going to give you a third of it back anyway. That's just an added uh, uh, benefit of whatever it is that we do. But we're unashamedly asking you to sow. Everybody wants your money. Everybody. But I can't think of a better thing to invest in than the church that you're a part of to see souls saved and lives changed right around the nation. It's a good place to say amen. Some of the staff, when they were talking with me today, they asked me, he's like, Pastor, let's, let's call it a vision offering. Let's call it vision offering. I was like, no, don't want to call it vision offering. And the reason I don't want to call it, because if I, if I call it vision offering, that puts the emphasis on me to come up with some grandiose vision. Uh, and, and my thing is, no, I want this to be a sacrificial offering. This is like, we are going to sow for our future. We're going to sow the seed. The seed's only little. When we put it into good soil, we don't know what it's going to become. Sometimes you put in soil and you can't see a thing for flipping ages. That's what happened with our tomatoes anyway. I mean, it's just like, where's it gone? You know. But, 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 but we, we've got to understand this is a sacrificial offering. I, I want there to be some things that lame we're sowing. And, and I'm saying give till it hurts. Give till it hurts. Don't withhold what, what God has blessed us with. It's a sacrificial offering. It's not, uh, can I say, I'm not asking you to give your tithes. Your tithes, that's, all, that's God's money. It belongs to Him. Our offering is over and above. It's over and above. What can you sow? It's a sacrificial offering. Why? Because dreams, I love this quote, dreams are always possible when we are willing to sacrifice what we are now for what we could become tomorrow. What do you sow? God is doing amazing things. You know it. You've heard the testimony I shared a few weeks ago, just recently of the dentist who turned up here from America and where God, as he drove past, God spoke to him and said, go in here and you'll hear a word. You heard the, heard the story. He turned up here, was speaking on success. He's struggling with, am I really doing what God wants to do? He comes here, but God brings him all the way from America to hear a word today. He just drove past. I love those kind of miracles. Why? Because I want to create an environment where people find Christ. Create an environment that will turn people's lives around. Not everybody stays. Some people go, and that's just part of how it is. People can't. Just like that American tourist, he comes in, got blessed, got set free, and carries on. I want to create an environment where, where lives can change. Every week, I tell the worship team, I did it again today. And as we gather, because we have a little bit of a hoorah meeting before it starts where we just go, okay, let's remind ourselves why we're doing this. Because again, we can, we can come, we can get used to what we're doing here. We forget that this, what this can do can change someone's life forever. Because for someone, it's their first time coming in here and they, they don't know that, that, that there's a God who loves them. And I don't want to get in ever into a place where we're just doing three fast songs, two slow songs, do a word and do our thing and off you go. We need to come every week. That's why it's important for your participation. That's why it's important. Like when, you're, uh, when we worship, look, look at least excited. Come on. Because someone else is watching you. Do these people actually believe what they're talking about? That's why you come in and I'm ready to worship. I'm not coming. Adam, can you... Get us started. 
You come in here ready. You come in already praised up. Because on your car journey on the way here, you're like, you're coming in here ready to do something. Not just saying, Pastor Adam, give me a pick-me-up. That's not on my notes. That's full for free. (laughs) Create an environment where people find Christ. A couple of weeks ago, I received a message sent to our website after one of our services, pretty much straight after one of our services. It says, hi there. Today was our first time coming into church. And I can't even explain it in words what happened this morning. I don't don't know what your experience is like coming because we get used to this. We think everybody experiences this. We think, but it's not. I can't even explain it in words what happened this morning. After so many times of saying we would come to this church up the road, we never did. It was like something kept popping up, blocking us from coming. I know who that is. Something kept popping up, blocking us from coming. But this morning, felt like I couldn't handle it anymore. We just had to come to church. We had to come to this church. It was like my body broke free from something and I couldn't help but cry today. It's weird, a weird feeling to explain. My husband in that meeting raised his hand. The old call said, yes. I want to I know this Jesus. I want to know this God. My husband raised his hand today. He said to me, I, I don't know why, but I felt like it it was all the message. Everything was directed at me. And, and, and ever felt like that? Directed at our family. We are far from perfect, but I pray if this is God's calling for our family, I don't ever want to be lost again without Christ. I pray this will be a new beginning for us. And I do pray that that's a new beginning for that, uh, for that family. But I wanted to pray. This is why we do this. I pray for new beginnings every week. This is why we do this week in, week out, because this is good soil. So would you sow? Would you sacrifice some financial seed today for a future harvest tomorrow? Would you, would you sow, not your tithe, but your, your offering, your best offering?